Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. Hit the cush while you're moving. It's good. It's tremendous. Keep that head bobbing. You know, no bad vibes. If they are, you know, let them, let them pass. That's all we can do. And with that, we're here with... First question of the interview here. Should I call you Trelle or Cowboy Art Teacher? Nah, you can call me Trelle. Trelle? Cowboy Art Teacher is some other, you know, we can get into that. That's like some, that's like another personality type shit. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> we got that on the on the questions um, for sure. But you, you said Trelle, right? Yeah, Trelle. That's always important. Pronunciation's important. Make sure you say people's names right. Even if it's one name, it's Trelle. So get it. And, uh, yeah, as you I don't said, know gets it right. Yeah, fucking now, now you got it right. Uh, but yeah, I said we're here, yo. Um. We're live. It's Portland, Maine. We got a Portland producer, a Maine producer, a uh, man who likes to make wild shit come out of his computer and out to the speakers, and that is Trele, as I said. Um, now I'm going to fucking second-guess myself. I got I to gotta write it phonetically. I always do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do T-R-A-Y-L-A-Y. That's how you say it, right? Yeah, Trelly, Like. Oh, uh, Trelly. God damn it. Trelly, like Shelly, but with a T. Why does my brain do that? I think it's because it doesn't want to do it. It's like that fucking anxious thing your well, that, brain does. That E throws people off on the end. The L-E, they think it's like, the, it shouldn't be pronounced that way, but you know. I got it. I figured it out. I'll put a hyphen there. <laughs> Trell E. There we go. Tremendous. Well, thanks again, Trelly, for being here. Um, I always loved seeing your wild hair bounce at Suntiki Studios, so I do miss Resample quite a bit. Um, and yeah, let's, let's get into this interview here. Bro, um, I shaved my head. The hair's coming back now. You like, shaved your head? I did, like, at the beginning of this COVID, but now I got the fro again, so by the time resample, all the shows open up, I'll, I'm going to have longer hair than I did before. Good. All right. That's, that, <laughs> that makes me happy. You know? It's like the man makes the hair, not the other way around, but still, I like I like, I like the flow. Um, I appreciate it. Hell yeah. Well, all introductions, pronunciations, and hair discussions aside, let's crack into this motherfucker with the first question I ask everybody. And, uh, Trelly, what is your first question, first question, <laughs> what is your first memory, what is your first memory of hip-hop? My first memory of hip-hop, hmm. I, I don't know exactly, like, I remember, like, my dad listened to, like, Run DMC, he didn't listen to rap at all, but I remember, like, listening to that a little bit as a kid, but then, like, when I really got into it, I got, uh, Murphy Lee's album. That was my first, like, I think album I ever bought myself. First rap album, just album. Wait, period. it was the Murphy Lee, Murphy's Law. That one is that the guy with the with the fucking Phantom of the Opera mask who used to hang with Nelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was <in> Saint Lunatics. <laughs> oh shit! With the hook gon' be. Uh oh. See, I don't need no fucking hook on this Damn, beat. That song. <laughs> that's a good first album, Murphy Bro, that Lee. That was my first album. Goddamn. I think my mom bought the Chingy album that day too. It was wild. Which one? Holiday Inn. Wild. <laughs> I think so. Whatever his like album was. Hell yeah. 
God damn. Yeah, she was crazy. <laughs> Murphy Lee, bro. I was just thinking about him. I did like a Twitter thread, like a stupid one when COVID first popped off about like rappers who used to wear masks before COVID. Like I did a little, a little thread, you know, I threw like Makami, Doom. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's tight. <laughs> shit like that. But then I threw in Murphy Lee because he had that fucking, <laughs> that mask on too. Oh, it's bro, so funny. sleep on Murphy Lee, like he's, he's still one of my favorite rappers. Like I don't even know if he makes music anymore or what, but. Yeah, you should flip his shit, bro. I bet you could do some cool stuff. Yo, that's a good good idea i've never even thought to do that hell yeah i might even still have the original album too <laughs> oh you get that fucking perfect bro perfect well you kind of mentioned um some family like your mother had bought that um where'd you grow up uh, are you from maine your whole life no i grew up in massachusetts no shit what part of mass uh holliston so it's like i don't know you know where the natick mall is that's where everyone knows kind of the natick mall i know north shore pretty well but i, I know like uh Not- so it's like it's like 30 40 minutes like outside like southeast of, or southwest of boston or something it's like yeah just the suburbs you know yep. cranberry country i think that's what they call it ocean spray yeah, that's where all the cranberries come from yep the bogs <laughs> so yeah i grew up in uh, massachusetts and i moved here in like eighth grade like 2008 i moved here i think i was in eighth grade but, so did you grad you graduated high school in maine yeah, yeah, I've been I've been in Maine ever since. Cool, man. So yeah, good. Like almost half your life, then it sounds like. Yeah, it's basically half Massachusetts, half here. All you know, the, the more exciting part was up here, but you know, I still got memories of Massachusetts. Tremendous, tremendous. Well, yeah, let's kind of briefly touch upon that. You know, vaguely. Uh, what were some hobbies during your youth? You know, did you have any interest as a as a youngin that could be you know from like wicked young to up through you know middle school, high school? Yeah, man, I I was like. I was a big hockey player ever since the young age. I played, like, you know, all the time, travel, all that stuff. I was, like, a huge skater back then. Dope. So I was constantly, like, you know, skateboarding or, like, going to hockey practice, which, yeah. I mean, pretty standard life for a kid in that area. But skating was, like, super heavy with me and my friends back then. Mm, mm. I I was going to go pro. That dream. Not even close. Damn, man, that's wild. I mean, hey, you know, you 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 can have aspirations. You might not, you might not hit that ceiling, but it's good to to know where it is. No, no, and like I also I started playing the drums in like you know I was probably like nine, eight or nine. Mm. So I once I started playing the drums, that was kind of like super into that, super into skating, mm. sports. Still played because it was like part of life. But you know, I started to lose interest in sports. Mm, mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of music took over. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a, in like a question then. But um, I do want to say I feel like a lot of people in life kind of uh maybe a lot of young males too specifically in uh areas that you know aren't the most you know urban and have a lot to you know offer as like a actual like you know as exploration so to speak. Um, sports and like just like whatever kind of like themes are popular in your school are pretty much what you first are interested in a lot of the times and then you kind of get into your own shit from there some people you know obviously like like on sport aren't sports players and shit i i was a little bit of both growing up but i think a lot of us kind of just stick to what we have when we're young and then we branch out into what we really like as we get more you know independent oh it's so true like i mean especially in these like small like suburban towns like Mm. sports is like that's like the culture like that's people go on weekends to like watch sports games and stuff it's like People, I don't think people necessarily, I could be wrong, but I feel like, you know, that like the artistic mind or music, it's not as like widely accepted. It might be more now, but back then, not like it wasn't accepted. It just wasn't a thing that like 
people's parents weren't like musicians where I was from and like stuff like that. Everyone was just pretty like pretty regular. Mm, mm, I feel that. Well, let's get into the shit that you and I really like to sink our teeth into, and that is the music. Uh, were you a music fan, you know, during your youth? Like, did you consume a lot of music as just like a listener? You, you mentioned Murphy Lee, so it sounds like maybe, you know, at least in middle school you started. Oh, yeah, I was, like, big into music, I think, ever since I could, like, use a computer. Like, I was, I would be on, like, Napster and, like, LimeWire and all that shit. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair share, all that stuff. Uh, Frostwire, bro, all that shit. Yeah, man. Frostwire, all that, like... I think I downloaded viruses on my computer. Like it was all on the family computer too. Same, allegedly. I did those. I did but, that. Yeah, no, that like took over my life. I like, I just love like music. Mm. Doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Shout out some of the artists or just like songs or even kind of sounds you were fucking with when you first started getting into music. I was definitely listening to stuff like my dad was listening to. So like Leonard Skinner, like Sabbath, Zeppelin, like all those bands. Classic rock. Music. And also like. I was into, like, Pearl Jam as a kid and, like, Rage Machine. Yeah, just, like, the grunge, 90s grunge stuff. And then when I got onto like, Napster and LimeWire and all those websites and YouTube, whenever that came out, I don't know, I was listening to a lot of, like, metal, mm. like, screamo stuff, like, you know, it was, like, all that emo, screamo stuff that was popping back then. Yeah, like Asking Alexandria and shit like that. Yeah, no, but even, like, like, it's not even screamo, but, like, the good charlotte like i think i had a good charlotte song. oh yeah like that like really <laughs> pop like really pop punk pop punk, pop punk that's yeah. what it's called yeah good charlotte so simple like, plan shit like that fat simple plan like yellow card all that garbage hey the classics <laughs> man the fifth grade heartbreak classics. Facts. The karaoke classics right there. I was a chubby middle schooler, man. Sometimes I wasn't picked first for the dances. And you, you put on Ocean Avenue, I might think about those middle school dances. I might catch a tear. I might be like, why don't they want me? But then, you know, I, I, I get my dancing and no, I, I wasn't always out. You got to have a couple lumps. Um, That's tremendous, though. Man, I feel that. I was terrified of girls until I was in, like, high school. So I was, I was always in the corner. Hey, I feel that, man. Shout out all the people that are in the corner. Now you will get out <laughs> if you want to get out. So you can stay in the corner if you want. Uh, and shout out everyone who's left the corner, you know, allegedly. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, yo. Well, yeah, sounds like, uh, you know, I, I can relate to a lot of those themes, you know, just the shit that was in my small town and in my circles and that I was allowed to listen to was pretty much what I got into first. And then I molded my interests really through the internet. I remember, like, I go into, like, 80s pop kicks, into, like, uh, 90s grunge, into, like, 2000s... Um, like alternative like it was all over the place um due to the just vast research power of the internet so that shout out shout out the internet man it's fucking cool dude honestly shout out the internet shout out youtube i still to this day find music on youtube like it's a hidden gem yeah youtube um for a video app has done so much for the audio community for sure i mean like I mean, you can find albums on there that you can't find anywhere else. Like, you can really, if you if you dig enough, you can find some crazy stuff. Dude, like, a lot of really, really, really dope foreign music, too. Like yeah, I've, bro. Like, I've been Get high some, as like, fuck Bulgarian finding shit. jazz, like, yes. from, like, Soviet era. Like, you find yes. crazy stuff on there. I find, like, Japanese vocal music that's, like, really fucking sensual, like, spiritual shit. And I'm, like, high as fuck at, like, 2 a.m. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is a beautiful moment. <laughs> that's tight, bro. I've tried to sample some of that stuff before. It's cra- it's, it's got the craziest sound to yeah. it. Yeah. That stuff is, like, huge, though. Like, in, 
like the post like lo-fi fucking YouTube study mix like era where it's like everyone wants to find like you know lo-fi hip hop radio beats yeah. to relax to yeah <laughs> exactly that shit it's like everyone needs like a friggin anime like sample and like a pretty much like a they stole a Dilla drum break and then they put like a some fucking you know sample and then they're good and it's like <laughs> you put a crackle noise behind it man you gotta hit <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like I like that style of hip hop like I've always just liked mellow you know relaxing production to put on so like the fact that like you have like companies like Pepsi making lo-fi playlists I'm like oh, get the crazy, fuck bro. out of here guys like, they capitalized on it get like, the crazy. fuck out of here it's whack <laughs> alright I'm getting upset capitalism's making me mad back to the music nah bro I t- I'm so with you man it's gotten so watered down to the point where it's like I, I don't really listen to stuff that much anymore yeah unless it's like a classic yeah exactly but hey you know everyone like what you like fuck it um let's get into the production side man let's get into you getting the aspirations of being a producer um what made you want to start producing were there any key time periods or influences or moments you can think back to you know i can't remember like i think i just because i played the drums so i was always like playing drums over songs like just in my headphones yeah and kind of like doing that and doing my own little spin like beats on stuff. Mm. But I think I started messing around on GarageBand in like middle school. Because mm. we all got, I remember moving up here, we got laptops, which was crazy to me. Because in Massachusetts, you didn't just get a laptop because you went to middle school. Yeah. So I was like super hyped on that. I messed around on GarageBand a little bit. And then I want to say like, when I found out about Lex Luger is when I really was like, oh, I need to get FL Studio and I need to make beats like this. Like, this this is what I'm trying to do. That's tremendous. People do not put enough respect, in, in my opinion, on... Uh, or I shouldn't say that. I don't like to say those phrases because people do, like, respect Lex Luger. But in my opinion, Lex Luger is one of those producers um, that really created, like, the modern... I hate... I don't hate, actually. I don't like using this word because, to me, it's not, like, that out there. But the trap sound that's, like, so nah. popular on the radio, you know? Um, yeah, no, he did. The, like, him, like, Drummer Boy... Uh, Young Chop. Young Chop, Shoddy Red, like or Shoddy Low, whatever his name is. Yeah, Mike Will he, made uh, it. Um, yeah, all those guys. Southside. They like kind of pioneered that, you know, South Atlanta trap. Mm. Like all those horns and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, but, like the yeah, booming like, 808s and the hi hats and all that shit. Yeah, and I, I saw him like first started out. I would like this was probably like freshman year of high school. I would uh like look up producers like making beats and i would like watch those videos like oh, there's no this shit. lex luger video in tiny with his homies like making a beat on the spot and like mm. i would watch that video like every day like oh I, i'm trying i gotta be able to make stuff like this like i gotta be able to make stuff like this no shit so did you start producing in fl studio like making like modern trap lex luger type beats pretty much i, I was trying to yeah <laughs> but doing some sampling and like and once i got some drum packs with like some nice 808s i was like really trying to be like a trap producer back then mm. i'm gonna guess yeah. this is like 2010 is, this, is that correct yeah it's like it's probably like 2010 yeah yeah because that's when flock of valley came out i think let me see when flock of valley came out because flock of valley is waka flocka's debut and lex did a lot of production on that and that's i think one oh of, yeah one of the most important albums in for like the sound of today because that album influenced so fucking much him and Southside, I think, both were, like, the producers on that. Yeah, Southside. I mean, and still, Southside's, like, one of the biggest producers right now, still. Huge. It's, it's crazy. I mean, 808 Mafia is arguably one of the biggest production clicks in the whole game, you know, so. Yeah, that was, like, the first, like, trap, you know, rap beat production group. Like, I, I don't think there was many other, like, groups that were all doing that. Mm. 
I mean, their tag is infamous, man. Like, if you were oh, yeah. a YouTube fan, if you were, like, in high school in, in the 2000s, in the 2010s, excuse me, and, uh, like, early 2010s, motherfuckers, like, you know that 808 Mafia. Like, that shit is... Every single song from the South had mm-hmm. that tag on it. Dude, <laughs> man. Even people that weren't in 808 Mafia were using that tag. <laughs> Just to fit in. I'm pretty sure I heard that on a... Like, there was, People would, like, put their Twitter name and be like, oh, my name's 808 Trelly or something like that. Like, oh, I'm in 808 Mafia. Like, I would see people do that. <laughs> I heard Randy Newman did, uh, put 808 Mafia tags on his latest uh, Pixar soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to look at this right now. We got Lex Luger, Southside, Drummer Boy, um, Perps, uh, you know. Just... Yeah, Perps. I, he was the white dude in it. I forgot about him. Yeah, because there's Perps and there's, like, there's, there's a bunch. I'm going to I'm gonna forget. There's a bunch of people, though, in, um. 808 Mafia, you know who d- who's done some really, really dope stuff with Perps is uh, Currency. Currency and Perps have some really dope shit. Yeah, bro. Oh, I, fuck, I love Currency, man. He's like, he's probably one of my favorite rappers. Hands down. Pa- uh, Pilot Talk changed my life. I still say that. He's crazy, man. Even the stuff he was doing Wiz, like... Oh, Dude, him and Wiz have made some of the best... Like, I don't classify Currency as just straight, like, stoner rap. And I don't even know if I like that term as much. But Wiz and Currency have made some of the best weed rap ever like oh, ever how fly is one of the best front to back you want to get high and just kick it all day best tapes ever in my opinion i love it bro uh, we had those on repeat in high school Same. like that's all we listened to i got to see them live last year for the how fly reunion tour the 10-year anniversary bro seeing fucking uh, like car service and shit live was dude it was mind-blowing it was mind-blowing that's wild bro it was so sick it was getting dummy lit oh man they, they, and they had these <laughs> i think you have to at a show I yeah i would be upset if you yeah, I mean, my friends and I allegedly smoke a lot, allegedly, um, and uh, we were just burning down that day. I remember we were just burning, because it, it was in Boston, I remember just like, I think I was just smoking chem dog all day, like, let's just go, <laughs> let's go. That's good times, bro, yeah. that's good times. <laughs> allegedly. Sweet. Well, today, in my opinion, your production is immensely diverse. You know, you have some, you know, ambient music, you have some house EDM music, some hip-hop, some, like, industrial noise, like, just heavy, like, high BPM wild shit, um, and that kind of... It's pretty, it's pretty all over the place. Yeah, I fuck with it, because you don't have, a like, one specific palette you come from, you have a different, um, you have a whole assortment of crayons in your box, as they say. <laughs> That's um, a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because you don't have, like, the same shade, you got a bunch of different uh, colors, but it's Man, funny. Cyan, red... Fire engine red. I got all every yep, color. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else is red? Cherry red. Devil. Devil's red. I'm done. I'm Devil not. red. Burnt red. Burnt sienna. Red velvet cake. Yeah, bro. Ketchup is also red. Uh, other reds. Um. <laughs> well, this is funny that you were into trap. That's my mind's like just like what the fuck? Like you were trying to make trap beats early on. Like nothing you sound like really has that trap sound like you have some fucking like shit that bumps don't get me wrong but you don't have like rolling hi-hats in your song so it's kind of no, funny but so i used to make like pretty much only that type of music like i think like 2013 i was working with a bunch of rappers i put out a mixtape with a a rapper named zaya called high honors i don't even know if it's still online mm. but that was all trap beats like mm. I, I was really trying to be like a trap producer for a while and it was only because I couldn't make like house music like I wanted it to sound. I could make trap music kind of how I wanted it to sound, but I didn't figure it out for like other genres. And mm. I think that's why my style's kind of gone that way now. Mm, mm, I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, yeah. That's wild. When did you drop your first tape under Trelly? I think it was 
I think it was at high honors. Like, I used to put stuff out on SoundCloud, like, 2011, 2012, but it was all just, like, random beats. Like, SoundCloud was weird back then. Way different. But uh, I think the first tape I, like, produced was that High Honors tape. That was probably, like, 2014. Mm, mm. What about, like, a first solo tape? Was there a first solo Charlie tape any time in that time period? Uh, I did, like, some random ones, but I never dropped, like, a serious one. I think... I, I dropped one like a few years ago. I think that was my first like legit one. Yeah. I put it out on like Bandcamp. It's it's called uh, So Dade that one. Yeah, and the one you dropped uh, in 2018, I think, right? Yeah, that was like, the first legit one I put out. So Dade. Well, that's how you pronounce it. I was gonna. Thanks for saying that. I was gonna butcher that. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it's like it's a Brazilian word. I so I think it's pronounced Dade. So Dade. Well, yeah, but we'll get to that in one quick second because that's kind of where my next question was, but. Um, that's a good time period, though, between, you know, like, early 2010s, you know, 2012, 2013 or so, getting into trap beats via YouTube influence, actually working with some people, and then you kind of uh, drop Saudade in 2018, that's a whole different sound, so, if you can, I guess, in, in like, you know, just a couple, uh, no, I just lost whatever word I was going to say, if you just want to explain kind of the growth in between that time period of you in um, that trap phase, getting out of that and more into, like, you know, the band camp, uh, phase you are now um, was there like any pivotal growth moments or just experiences memories you have from those years you know I think like I always wanted to make music that was like it could just be listened to like standalone like didn't have to have someone rap over it because mm. I always would like just listen to my beats and I would be cool with it and I was like I, like, I kind of like it as an instrumental mm. and like I said I always wanted to make house music but like it's it's harder than you think to get it to not sound like trash so mm. I can never figure that out, but I can make it like, you know, a rap beat, someone want to rap over it, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know, I think I kind of just, as I got older, and my like, you know, mind broadened on like, what type of music I was listening to and all that stuff, it kind of just slowly switched over. Because I still make, I still make like rap and trap beats, but it's just not as like, I don't put that much thought into them. Yeah. I don't sit down and go, I'm going to make a trap beat. Yeah, it seems like you have your passions just, and other sounds. Yeah, I just like experimenting. Like, I don't, even, even when I make, like, sit down and make something, I don't necessarily have, like, a thought in mind. Mm, mm, very, uh, yeah. in the moment. Yeah, which is, like, kind of bad, honestly, sometimes, <laughs> but. <laughs> Hell yeah, well, no, that's pretty cool, yo. That's, that's a very interesting and honest way to look at it. You're like, yeah, like, I started dropping the shit I'm kind of making now when I, felt confident in, in how it sounded in a way, you know, like I stuck to what I was good at. That's how I got my chops in. And then when I felt comfortable in these new spaces, that's when I, you know, put out Saudade and I'm doing what I'm doing now in a way. And for Saudade, like I had gotten like really into like garage, like UK garage, like around that time. Mm, mm. What's and garage that, for people like, who don't know what that is real quick? Uh, it's like, it's hard to explain. It's, it's almost like, you know, house music but the drum pattern is different so you like still have a snare on like the two and the four but like you don't have kicks going through like the two and the four it's almost like break beats like it kind of like has that sound mm, mm. hell yeah hell yeah um i mean uk house music uk club music like even just euro trance music has done such a oh, huge influence on america favorite, favorite stuff hell yeah you like you must like goldie a lot then right yeah like, yeah. I love, man, I love, like, real, like, Euro trance is, like, even when I was a kid, I would listen to that stuff. 
That's fucking awesome, yo. Made me feel like I was doing drugs before I even knew what drugs were. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the way music can affect your brain, you know, it definitely is similar to uh, being high in a way. Oh, for sure. And I know some people don't feel that, but like, I have to say, I truly, not to be corny, but like, I, you can feel stuff from like sounds and music. Oh, dude, it's not corny at all. I mean, I get, I probably get goosebumps or like tear up or like something happens to like my consciousness at least once a day with music. Every day. Oh, for sure. Every day. Totally, totally feel that. I have like a very physical, that's why I love it so much. That's why I do what I do. Like I have an actual like physical relationship with music. It's not just something like I need is like an aesthetic in the background. Like that's why I go fucking ape shit at shows. Like you feel the sound waves hitting you. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way more than just like listening. Like it's a true, like it's an experience. Mm -hmm. Like It's a lifestyle. Shows bro. are an experience. It's yeah. a lifestyle for sure. Mm, hell yeah. I love that. I love hearing the story of you uh, kind of getting into a place where you feel comfortable because uh, Sao Daude uh, dropped in 2018. Great tape, in my opinion. You know, good collection of production. It's very mellow and calming for the most part, I found. And I uh, just think that's a great one to put on, you know, when you're just trying to get shit done and feel, feel in that flow state. So, uh, you know, I like that project a lot. And I think that was uh, not necessarily like a kicking off point for you because you've done a lot of music before that. But... I felt like you were riding that wave uh, pretty well into 2019 because last year, 2019, was a good year for Trelly. Um, you dropped Shapes and Colors. That's a moody, rhythmic album of uh, like varying electronic sounds, if I had to probably break it down. Another solid-ass project. Yeah. What was your goal with crafting that one? Because Shapes and Colors, I thought, was another really solid um, production album front to back. So that was kind of like, I was playing a bunch of shows so I was making stuff to play at shows, like all the Resample and Sun Tiki and just other other shows. So that was kind of like all the stuff I would I would DJ. Hell yeah. And I kind of just like dumped it all out. Like that's why the track names are like 8, 7, <laughs> you know, WWW. Like it's just all kind of all over the place because I just took a bunch of like a set list I had basically and dropped the tape, made an album cover, dropped the tape. Hell yeah. Do you make all your album art? Yeah, except for my brother made uh, the Sodade one, my older brother. He's, uh, he's a super dope artist. That's wicked dope. He does wicked a lot dope. of like, digital Photoshop stuff. Hell yeah, cool. But pretty much all in the family or yourself then. Yeah, I like to, you know, I kind of have like an idea for what I want, so I, and I like to mess around with stuff, so I like to try to do it myself. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, you, it's like you, and you learn a lot when you do that. Yeah, and it's just, it's like, it's mine if I do it myself. Even if it, it doesn't look good, you know, it's like, I did it, so. Mm, mm, mm. Props. Well, you mentioned this a little bit, and we'd be foolish not to talk about Resample. Um, and I want to get to that in a couple questions, because Resample, I think, again, is one of the most well-done, um, impactful, and dopest things ever done in the main hip-hop, and maybe art scene, in my opinion. Um, but, uh... There's some other joints you dropped in 2019 I just want to briefly touch upon. First, I just want to shout out um, Two Minute Anxiety Attack. I love that joint. Something about the drums on that I think is one of your most dialed-in um, performances as a producer, if I may say. So shout out that song. Um, one no, time. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. And um, another important... Uh, <laughs> I believe it was a song, right? It was uh, when the song Cowboy Art Teacher. That's was, was that where that alter ego was born from? That, that track you dropped no, last year? I mean... And I have like, I have like a separate page for it and everything, but I, I don't know. I think I might have dropped that on there by accident. Like, <laughs> <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the song's just called Cowboy Art Teacher. All right, well, anyway, let's talk. Who the fuck is Cowboy Art Teacher? Who is this? 
you know, it's just my, it's my alter ego of, like, super loud, like, really aggressive, distorted, you know, garbage, hot garbage. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it garbage, but I think that's okay still. I know what you mean. You, no, like the you very, know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly, see, I know exactly what you mean. I want, I, want, I want to make sure the public understands the shit that's, like, not <laughs> ambient, moody, slow stuff like that, shit that has, like, just intense drums like intense bpm like really just like shit that makes you feel like you're i don't even know like falling in like a fucking acid trip or something i don't even know yeah it's like you're doing acid but you also just hit meth pipe like (laughs) it gets gets wild yeah it's pretty dark like i mean like a lot of stuff is very dark very aggressive it's very experimental but i have a passion for that stuff like i like noise music yeah, noise music is cool. It's fun just to crank up everything when you're making a beat. Yeah, it is wicked cool. Noise noise music's dope. I don't heavily get into a lot of noise, but there's some artists who tread the line of, you know, electronic and noise that I fucking love. Like Daedalus, for example. There's some Daedalus songs I'm just like, holy shit, like... Yeah, he definitely kind of, you know, toes the line of, like, noise music, ambient, and then just, like, you know, club dance music. Yeah, like, there's... Yeah, because you can play, like, Special Request, and then you play, like... A song off his new album that doesn't sound anything like that. It's like that is I, I like kind of not that um, to compare you to, but just in general, producers who can have again go back to that crayon box, a whole bunch of different um, different sounds. That's something I really respect. So shout out that shout out Cow- cowboy art teacher and uh, yeah, just shout out some of the tapes you've been dropping the past couple of years. Uh, I've been I've been a fan for sure, and you're definitely you know a dope part of the main beat scene. Um, I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, I really do. Always. Um, but as I said, speaking of main beat scene, we gotta talk about motherfucking resample. I mean, resample. You're uh, you know an honorary member of that. You're always doing show. You were always doing shows there. When when did you officially start doing um your like Dude, resample I think, sets? I think I played the first one. No shit, really. I think so. 2018. I'd have to ask Dave. I'd have to ask Fiverr. I Fiber. think I was playing like the first or like one of the early ones. Hell yeah, yeah. Cause you yeah, mean, I didn't know those kids at all. They just like messaged me on uh soundcloud or some shit really no shit well you also mentioned um before we started recording that another immensely talented main uh producer goddamn chan was someone that had kind of maybe pushed you a little bit to start doing shows he uh he i remember like back in the day he messaged me and was like hey man do you want to play this show and i was like I, I don't think i'd ever i dj'd like high school dances but it wasn't my own music so i was like I was definitely a little nervous, but it's a yeah, big name was, too to like be like, "Hey, come come out!" You're like, "Whoa, well, this isn't like just some random person who owns like a VFW that's trying to get me to like DJ." <laughs> this is goddamn no, I Chan. Like, I like peeped the SoundCloud. I was like, "Okay, he seems like legit. He seems cool." I, yeah. mean, I didn't know shit back then either. I was just like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Like, I don't care. <laughs> but it happened. It worked out to be a good thing. Hell yeah! What, what was your first ever uh, set you performed as Charlie? Do you know? I think it was that. Flask Lounge, maybe? Yeah, shout out Flask, dude. Flask has some... Oh, man, I've played there so many times. Yeah. There's That's so... an interesting spot. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Flask that I like is uh, it's never the same. Like, you could walk in that door any night, oh. <laughs> and it's never the same. So I'm always like, what am I getting into tonight? And when I'm like, you know, I got homies like Ty Lord or somebody uh, who's doing like a dope set. It's funny, you know, go up, get a, you know cheap drink or something show i actually did my first ever rhyme beat show there did it like on a monday night and had a really dope lineup and uh like so i always have infinite love for monday of the minds and flask lounge for that but i can definitely see you uh ripping the fucking walls off in there no no doubt yeah man it was cool because they 
all liked like uh, dubstep and like loud music. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, because a lot of people, it was still like hip hop beats, and I never really made like hip hop beats. So I was always a little worried that people would be like, what is this shit? Yeah, <laughs> people just get people. Honestly, people get fuck or got or no. I don't want to speak in the past because I don't want to pretend like everything's disappeared. Uh, people get fucked up at Flask Clowns. Like, not like you know incoherent, oh but bro, I've pe- seen some fuck shit there. <laughs> Out of respect for the institution, I don't want to put too much on wax. No, but. I've been fuck, I've been one of those people there too. Like I've I've played shows where immediately after I went and like you know was passed out. Mm. Like mm. yeah, it's bad. <laughs> hey, get home safe and drink your water. Um. Man, I, I say this, guys, won't get him in trouble. But there was one show there, and I don't know who the other DJ was, but his like his girlfriend was so drunk that she like passed out behind the stage. Or, like, behind that little area, and, like, it was this whole kind of, like, scene. He was pissed off. He was wasted. It was it was hilarious. Damn, that does not sound Good like a fun night. Place. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out Flask Lounge, man. It's such a, it's such a Portland vibe. I, I fucking love it. Um, Honestly, though, like, they, I have, like, a ton of respect for them because, oh, I yeah. mean, they did, like, those shows. Like, they were, like, the first shows I played. And, oh, yeah. You know, they always like supported it, so it's cool. It's an interesting place, but they're cool people there. A thousand percent, yeah. I have infinite respect for uh, what they allow. Like that's that's one of the few places still left in the city that's like, fuck it, yeah, come on through, do what you want. Just make sure, uh, yeah. like, we get door door person gets a part of the cut, and make sure people are buying drinks. We're cool. I'm like, that is that's a fucking institution. That's a very ground up community institution. Shout out Flask Clowns, and again, um, same kind of vibe as Suntiki in a way with Resample. Um, you know, resample again. I've talked about it so many times on the podcast. I've had um, one bruv, turquoise crown, and Biza on the podcast. Actually, I'll get five or one day if he ever crawls out of uh, the uh, gentle abode he lives in. But um, uh, just fucking, I love resample. This is me giving resample again their flowers. Um, Charlie's a huge, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Not a stand-in, what the, a regular at um. Resample when shows are going. I'm a friend of the show. I'm a friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, but I, I love those guys. Like, they, they really did like a dope thing in Maine because they, I don't think there was anything even remotely close to that type of scene going on. And no. like they, they just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have thought about it for a while, but it kind of just like popped up, and I was like, wow, this is so fucking tight. Like, it's so special. Like, what? The and mean? they're all cool people, so it's like right. Can't go wrong. No, all those people. Shout out again, all those people, man. Shout out, um, shout out, resample to the heavens, yo. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, if resample's ever, you know, back, and if the world is ever back to normal, uh, make sure you guys go check out Trelly and just any resample. Like the first, the, if everything goes right and we get a resample at some point, like next year, whenever they start again. I can't even think about like what I'm going to do in that establishment. We were kind of talking about this earlier, but like, I'm I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go buck fucking wild in there. I'm so pumped. Um, oh, me too, bro. I, and I have gone buck wild in there. I probably need to tone it down next time I do, but and nah, I mean, kind of crazy. Nah, I'm trying to look at my Instagram to see. I think I, there's still the flyer. I want to see if it was like the first show. Yeah, I was looking through the flyers. I didn't. I didn't see you on the first couple flyers. It was like way back with some band. There was a band too. I think. Was it the orchestra? No, this was like before that. Oh, damn. Huh. Well, regardless, shout out Resample. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I could be misspeaking, but don't hold me to that. No, but you've been, I mean, you were you were there early 2019, so you, you were the yeah, kind of even sure, this still, sure. like, 
and you've been like I said, like kind of like a regular, like and you know all those dudes know you. You definitely done a lot of shows there. You've done like you know late night DJ sets after shows. I think you did the um, late night DJ set after Be All's sold out show last summer, but I could be tripping. Um, no, no, I did. That was a, that was a good show. I, I people were like throwing joints off the stage. That was tight. That yeah, was tight. yeah. You know, because <laughs> I got some I got some connection in the weed game and. Uh, I told them all to come through, and I think they just started allegedly doing that. I, I, I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna take. I'm not gonna take credit for that. Were. It might have just been. Uh, I might have just been tripping and imagining it. No, but. someone, <laughs> someone. I told someone to come through that I knew and told them to hand it. And allegedly, um, to people who were 21 plus and who were safely consuming cannabis to give it to them. So that's me covering my ass. And shout out Santiki. Shout out Resample. And I want to talk about Howdy. I want to talk about the new tape and what's to come from Trelly, the tremendous main producer. Tre- tremendous New England producer, 207, Residant. But uh, before that, are you down for a little rapid-fire question block? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. This is either going to be a really tough question or a really easy question. Fly low or Aphex Twin? Aphex. I knew you were going to say After hearing the way you program <laughs> your drums, I'm like, there's no way he's not going not to pick Aphex Twin. I love Fly like effects is I don't know to me he just touches touches my heart in a special way and he's a uh, European so double up on like the foreign vibes for you oh yeah everything's foreign around here straight up I mean let's be real here everyone in America who isn't a uh, indigenous person is foreign um, so yeah man that's true shout out to shout out to finding out your, your lineage DNA I found out I was 23% Jewish I'm hyped about that dude shalom man if I may say that's pretty fucking dope Shabbat shalom there you go man get the lockers going uh, Hanukkah's coming man. You, you're, you, you just found out you're 25% Jewish and you didn't know that well like you know, ethnically, I am. Yeah, but still, not, that's, but that's fucking cool. I like Connick. I figured I was, but I didn't know for sure. But, you know, now I know for sure. That's cool. I like that. Shout out, uh, figuring out stuff about your genetics later in life. <laughs> um, shrimp or... How the fuck did we get to... Gen- oh, whatever, man. Uh, yeah, okay. Shrimp or lobster? Shrimp. Favorite primary color? Blue. Favorite <laughs> prime number? I don't know what the prime numbers are, bro. Uh, uh, they can only be div- nine. Nope, nine can be divided by three. Man, I barely graduated high school. I can't be answering this question. Right. A prime number can only be div- divided by one in itself. So th- uh, three. Yeah, there you go. I think. I, All right, cool. I think three is prime. Um, what's a concert if if they were still going on? Um, that you'd want to see, like you still want to see, like a big dream concert. Crazy question. Uh, I, dude, I would have to say I want to see the Cure back in like the eighties. Oh man! Like before he before he put the makeup on, <laughs> I fucking yeah. the, the Cure have some amazing songs, bro. Like some of so good. Oh my god, the Cure have some amazing music. Shout out to Cure, yo. There's some like I got like three different songs stuck in my head now. Um, <laughs> Oh man, fuck! I haven't. If you like them, you should check out their first album. It's super good. I, I should, it's yeah. Like, man. Got a vacuum cleaner on it. If you haven't listened to it, it's super good. Let me look it up right now because my brain has this thing where if I start thinking about songs that like give me an emotional reaction, I have to like look them up. <laughs> so um, I have just like heaven and um, love's love song. Is that one of them? And yeah, then, those are classics. Friday, then, I'm in love. And then um, boys don't cry. Like the three biggest hits are like those ones that come to my head. But I don't know, man. There's something about that band that just is fucking really. Uh, Really, um, I don't know, like, just attractive. Like, I, like my, my, my brain gets sucked into their music when I hear it. Um, shout out to Cure. Uh, yeah, they're, they're one of my favorite bands for sure. It was a 207 
vocal artist you'd still want to produce for? Oh, I gotta go with my boy, Rody, Dylan Rody, the homie. I've made songs with him. Best rapper in Maine. Is that Rody? R-H-O-D-E? Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, that motherfucker does spit. I got... Yeah, he's one of the most unique, like, that kid is... He's in his own lane. Bro. Yeah, I like I like his voice a lot. I like like the the uniqueness to his voice. Like I uh, I don't replay like every song I've heard from him, just depending on like the production, and, like the kind of the aesthetic. But I definitely know like that that dude knows how to fill a pocket. I'll, I'll give you that for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's this track like Lemon Dosi. I think he just dropped. That was pretty fucking dope. Uh, yeah, he's he's just like he's got a co- super cool style, like very versatile shit. Yeah. Like, and he's a homie, so I gotta. Y'all should do a tape, not the fucking A and R group. We, I mean, we've talked about that shit. I'm so bad with like sending him beats and stuff. He yeah. knows it. Yeah. You know, but it is. But okay. we've, yeah, this is, we've discussed it. We've discussed it. Keep me in the cut. I can be like the executive producer, but I'll do it for free if you need me. You know, if so you need somebody to, to push you a little sure. bit. I'm always about the culture out here. That's dope. That's, that's, I don't think a lot of people know that, know him. So, good, good name. Um, nah, he's a homie, man. He's a homie. He's cool. Love that. And he's, there's a whole crew of people that he kind of works with that are kind of like, tucked away like i think uh like drewski is another one and um yeah duro i don't know if you know duro like all the flower shop kids shout out all them zay I, hefe I a show. Some kids. yeah zay i mean i've made songs with those kids before they're all super dope like real cool people real dope artists so and then dre i know dre armani and dre works with them a little bit too so um yeah Bed Dre, but like his music's tight. His shit's yeah. really good. There's a lot of dude, there's a lot of youngins making just shit that it's just kinda like I said, not like hidden, but you just don't really know about it. Like there's like a lot of nah, little pockets just, in Maine. Yeah, there's no exposure here, so it's tough. Like people can just get kinda forgotten about. Exactly. Until now. You search Benny's crib on fucking Spotify, Apple exactly. Podcasts, you got the list, bitch. Putting um, on for the state. Skirt. Who's an artist you still want to produce for just in general, who's not from the two oh seven? Uh, Chief Keep. Oh. He be making beats now. He be making pretty good beats too. I'm not gonna front. I know. I, I would collab on a beat with him. I, I mean, I would love to get Chief Keith on a beat. That's dope. Um, if you could have a dream um, producer have like a headline set at Resample, who would it be? Hmm, a dream producer. I would have to say Burial. Another UK it's- legend. Yes, I mean, I'm glad you know who Burial is, but like that's a huge influence of mine. If I could see that man play anywhere, but especially Resample, that would be the fucking craziest. That's thing. a great answer. I, Burial's music yeah. is so influential, dating back to like the early 2000s in a way. But he's only gotten better with age, in my opinion. Yeah, he like doesn't even like put stuff out. He like made like two albums, and then just you know went on with his life, and then yeah. kind of has drops stuff like sparingly yeah he drops like these random splits and they're just like mind-blowing yeah, like they're what so the crazy. fuck they're so, crazy. so good shout out burial that's a great that's a great one shout out burial god damn forgot about him um what's your go-to food spot in portland it's oh, a fucking tough question i would have to say recently Kiero cafe yeah on uh, Congress street yes they make the most fire burrito bro in portland. bro you get dude they're empanadas empanadas are crazy there too Dude, the guava and cheese with the Colombian coffee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch a hole in my wall. Like just thinking about how good that is. And then when I want to, when you want to eat healthy too, let's say like you're like, fuck, I just, I've been eating like shit. Like I need someone to just get me going. Go there and get the lunch. Get double pollo if you eat meat to get that protein. Dude, it's like yeah. rice and beans, uh, salsa verde, or maybe I think it's actually, I think it's, no, I don't think it's green. I think it's um, 
what's it called? Pico de gallo, excuse me. It's pico de gallo, rice and beans, um, chicken, like a nice half avocado. And then they put these um, sweet plantains with melted cheese on top. Oh, my God, bro. Banging. So good. Shout out Caro Cafe. I, I fuck with that place heavy. So another good answer. Um, if you could yeah, do give a, me, give me a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Yardy Ting, by the way. Make Let's sure get it. you um. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I, I love the people at Yardy Ting. They're amazing. They got yeah, a merch line out now. Really good. Oh, dude. That's another spot that makes you feel good when you eat it. The uh, coconut curry is one of my favorite dishes in the whole city. Like that shit never ceases to make me feel good. Go buy their new merch. Go support the pa- or Patreon. They're trying to get a second location. It's tough out here. Um, support the homies at Yardy Ting, please. Uh, back to the rapid fire. If you could do a split with any producer, like you know, you like you have a forty-five or just like a single, you each get one side of it. Who would it be? Any produ- like any producer? Any producer, dead or alive? Oh man, that's a fucking tough ass question too. Uh, oh man, that. Uh, any producer, I have like thousands of names running through my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, yeah. It's tough to pick one, right? Dude, I'm gonna have to say uh, this dude named Sorrow. He's a he makes like house garage music. Mm. This stuff is so crazy. I feel like we could make a split and it would actually be cohesive. It'd be kind of tight. That'd be dope. You know what I love to see? I want to see you and Ark do a split of just like heavy noise. Yo. That could fucking happen. Shout out Ark. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't said his name yet. That's yeah. only. Ark is a fucking <laughs> phenom. Um, Man, I'll hit him up after this. I'm sure me and him could get a split going. All right, I want uh, I want one percent. Psych, psych. Um, you can either choose Japanese jazz or psychedelic Turkish rock to sample the rest of your life. Which one are you picking? Turkish rock for sure. Hell yeah! And last rapid fire question: What's your favorite time of the day to make beats? You know, kind of like I don't have a specific time that I do it. It's kind of like whenever it comes to me. But I will say, when you can crank one out in the morning, nothing feels better than that. I love that. Yeah, getting you get up it. early, you smoke a little bit, you make a beat. Like it's you, your brain is on like a different level. Mm. Mm. I love that. Get to it, carpe diem. The next minute's never guaranteed. Exactly. I love it. Well, that's the end of the rapid fire questions. And um, kind of in the same vein, we're ending uh, or nearing the end, at least, of the interview here. It's been a great time with Trelly. I'm, again, a main producer. You should know. They got the new project, Howdy, dropped this month. Again, like your prior works, this showcases uh, the diversity of your sound. You know, like, pun the beat. It's more noise, industrial. Who am I? It's, like, more ambient. Five, 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 five is, like, almost more EDM in a lot of ways at times. Um, I got a question about the like the range of sound. Does that occur naturally with you, or is it something you plan on purpose? Like, how do you, how does it just like kind of whatever you're feeling is what you make? Yeah, it's kind of. It, I mean, it's like it sounds so simple, but it's literally like whatever kind of comes to my head. I make. I, I'll always start with like an idea, but I mean, like just how you put the drums on can completely change a song. Like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. So it, it'll all kind of start like, and I have songs where I've like made like three different styles of the same song but just like one's like a house song one's like an ambient song and one is just noise like so it's kind of just whatever whatever kind of works at the moment Mm, mm, i fuck with that and i fuck with the howdy project i think that was a dope um 
almost like a surprise release. I didn't see that coming. I'm like, oh, dope, new Charlie coming out. But actually, God, that, it came out of nowhere. Is it under the Cowboy Art teacher name, or is it under Charlie? It's under Charlie. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, sweet. Um, dope. Um, I don't know. Do you have any um other um just pieces of information or things you want to say about Hattie before we move on? Yeah, go check that out on Bandcamp. Bandcamp backslash Howdy or backslash Trelly backslash Howdy and go get your party on. There's songs in there for everybody. This is so true. This is so true. I love it. Well, that's why I wanted to bring you in today. Um, you know, you've been on my list. I have a huge, you know, list and schedule that I do for Benny's crib. Um, because they're actually like we've been saying. There's a lot of fucking heat in Maine. And Maine has something to say. Maine got something to say. And people will uh long term respect that after you know. I think seeing just how much depth is out here and i think you're someone who represents the depth of the beat scene um because you do your own thing and you know like we even mentioned art like i know like art fucks with your shit for instance that motherfucker's all the way down in texas you know and then yeah. you have like this this whole web of um networking due to resample too and this shout out the main beat scene heavy you know it's, it's i'm glad to have you here man thanks for coming through Nah, bro. Honestly, thank you for having me. This has been tight. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've been um, digging it. I've been digging it too. And uh, let's kind of wrap up here with these final questions. Is there anything coming down the line you want to promote or kind of tease? So I got a, I got a tape coming out in, next month. Oh. Um, oh. No, I don't have a name exactly yet, but it's definitely going to be a little more cohesive than Howdy. It's going to kind of be... It, it's not going to be all the same type of music, but a little more, you know on track with each song yeah yeah is that breaking news did you just break that news here is this is this a first I mean, it is but like nah, no one cares anyway so <laughs> dude i care and you care that's two people and you know what i know one pound cares i just know one pound smiling right now oh yeah shout out to one pound he's the, i mean that dude shows me so much love yeah one, he makes me want to keep making music for sure yeah shout out one pound heavy and uh make sure you guys go get i'm gonna fuck it up i can never say this album right i think it's called timing contrast I think that's is that his that's coming out like think, in two days. Yeah, on Friday. I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I always butcher that title. I would call it like something else. I forget what I call it. It wasn't timing contrast though. Um, let me figure it no, out. No, but the cover is tight with the dude walking in the parking lot. I fuck with that. Yeah, one is a fucking phenom. Yes, I got it right. Timing contrast this Friday. One pound, eight tracks. Go get it. Howdy, the new tape from Trelly. Go get it, and then we're getting a brand new Trelly mixtape next month, or yeah, project. I'll next say. month, yeah, yeah, December, end of the year, going out with a bang, big old file thumb. Fuck yeah, I'm so pumped to uh break that news here, and uh, let's let's kind of wrap this up. Let's put a nice bow on this. Obviously, make sure y'all uh cop the new tape and look for the next one. But uh, my last couple questions here kind of um are just kind of. Ones I've been asking everyone to end the interview. Um, obviously, 2020 has been kind of a shit show. So, you know, winding down here, how are you staying sane in 2020? What's been keeping you grounded, you know? Man, honestly, I haven't been. So, it's like I've been getting back to my normal ways. But I feel that. That's a great, I, that's an honest was, answer. I appreciate that. Yeah, like, honestly, like, trying to, like, put out music has kind of got me back on track because, you know, it, it makes you feel good when you drop something you get a good response to it. So, it's mm, mm. kind of put me back in the game. And that's kind of why I dropped just Howdy out of nowhere. I was like, you know, what's the point of just hold on to this forever? Like, just let it go, see what happens. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. Well, one day at a time, you know. Yeah, take it one day at a time. If you need to talk to someone, go fucking talk to someone. Yeah. Like, don't be ashamed. Of I've it. talked to therapists, yo. It's, it's not fucking as yeah. scary as they make it out to be. I, I, I'm 
anymore. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta take care of your brain, yo. That's important. And, and you just just keep trusting yourself. Self self trust and self confidence are a huge part of self love. So hell yeah. Um, and shout out not being perfect. I did appreciate how you said. You know what, man? I haven't really been staying sane this year. I fucking appreciate that because people want to you know be like, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, it's like kind of like that whole like when <laughs> nah, bro. you see like people at the office was and. Good, I mean, I think people would know. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, again. Shout out honesty, and let's get into the last couple of like, kind of just business questions. Um, where can people reach you? Is there a good like corresponding line? Yeah, hit me up on Instagram, cowboy underscore art underscore teacher. Twitter, same thing. You know, Tremendous. SoundCloud. You know, you can if you know me, you can text me. <laughs> you <know my> number. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, sweet. Um, are there any last plugs you just want to shout out or promote? Uh, <clears throat> yo, shout out my older brother Brian, super dope artist, super dope musician, has put me on to some of the craziest stuff. I think he still got some stuff floating on the internet. Shout out Brian, Brian Trelligan, go look him up. Um, also, shout out Dave Simons. I'm working on some music for a documentary right now for him. Sweet. That. I don't know when it's coming out, but I think I gotta get him the music by January, so that should be tight. He's put he's he's hooked me up with doing some uh, like scoring of documentaries, which is cool because that's something I've always wanted to do. So that's wicked cool. Shout out him. Shout out my brother. Shout out all the homies. You Love know who it. you are. Love it. Shout out everything. Right. Shout out you, Benny. This is tight. What you're doing It's really cool. Much love, Charlie. Thank you, man. Yeah, we're just trying to uh, again just show people that man got something to say. And it's not like a. Uh, like a thing we have to have a chip on our shoulder about. It's just something that, like, you should already know this. Like, every state has a scene. Some are much bigger than others. And just because you might not know what's popping doesn't mean you should talk down upon it. I mean, you should be like, what is out there? Instead of talking shit about what is not out there, you know? But that's just, that's yeah, just my two cents. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fucko, wake up. <laughs> um, all right. Let's Shout out Michael Rappaport. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, that is a Rappaport line. Um, oh, never mind. I, had, I have, sometimes I get like tipsy and with my homies and I'll freestyle, as many people do. And I have a good Rappaport line that I almost said on here, but I'm not. Actually, no, it's about sharing the wealth. Um, I say sometimes, like when you know when you're on social media, like, and you just like see people like on their stories, like just ranting about shit. Yeah. I say, I feel like I'm a white guy yelling at his phone, feeling like Rappaport got the game in my pocket it's the rap report something like that but that's tight you just ended with a cocksucker yeah (laughs) then you got it man yeah um shout out cheesy lines all right we're we're down to the last question is there anything else you want to say charlie man honestly you know go listen to the music i think there's something for everybody and you know just keep up it's a weird time we're in right now it's all about being positive just loving yourself just self-love love your friends love your family love yourself mm. just enjoy it stop trying to be like other people mm. Mm. and self love is shown heavily through action too that's what you have to realize you know you can have positive thoughts but sometimes self love is really in those moments where you know you gotta do something you don't wanna do but it's gonna benefit your future and you have all this you know resistance towards it but you know you gotta do it those are the key moments of self love for me where I push myself to do the things I need to do that way when I look back at my day I'm like oh I got my back who else got my back but me nobody i got my back exactly exactly and then you have support on top of that and it's, it's a beautiful thing sweet i like that all right charlie last question where will charlie be where will cowboy art teacher be one year from now one year from now hopefully i'm gonna be out of this state 
somewhere but you know i just want to still be making music you know maybe you know being able to support myself from it if y'all go fuck with the tapes i drop but you know i'm just you know i'm just trying to take it day by day see where i'm at Mm. i love it i love it i love it well let's uh let's wrap it up here i think we're pretty much uh pretty much good to go go get howdy look for the new tape from trelly uh next month in december shout out resampled again Shout out me pronouncing Trelly right for like 10 times in a row to end the interview. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And, I appreciate uh, it, bro. Yeah. That's anything, unless you got anything else to say, we pretty much Gucci, yo. Yeah, go get at me at christianmingle.com. I'll be out. I'll be out there. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Please. We're all looking for love in this devil's world. Find a partner. Who cares? Mom. I'm a 40 and up. <laughs> lots of money in my line. You need that Carol Cafe plug. Exactly, bro. Bye. All you empanadas every day week. Straight, straight up, straight up, man. Empanadas every single day, and uh, buy local. Hey, Charlie, thanks for coming through Benny's crib. And hey, to the beautiful people at home, thank you for listening. Make sure you go support the new tape from Trelly. It's a beautiful collection of production. It's called Howdy. Hit it on Bandcamp to support. Look for a new project of beats and wild production from Trelly next month. Shout out the sponsors, Fire on 4, Yardy Ting. Go donate to them. Uh, shout out Beach Boys, High Roller, and Crow's Nest. And uh, yeah, just take care of yourself, yo. There's only one of you, and you're beautiful. Peace. Rhyme beat.